<laughs> Indigata Defender, honey. In a god of defenders, baby. Don't you know that a hoe is be true? I got a defenders, honey. Don't you know that a hoe is be true? Oh, won't you come with me? And listen to episode 57 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the show where we comb through random episodes of classic television with a fine tooth laser. I'm the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm NeoCal, your other host. Dan, 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 Dan. <laughs> We're not a music uh, review podcast. Uh, we just find the uh, the title of what we're reviewing today. Um, uh, comically fits a certain song. <laughs> Reminiscent of a uh, classic song that I just discovered today is from 1968. I'm like, holy shit, I thought it was... I knew it was old. I didn't know it was that old. Wow. Uh, so this week on the Lasercomb podcast, we are uh, doing another Patreon pick. And this That's time right. it is from longtime patron and uh, listener, uh, Game Sprite Mode. And what they pitched to us was a little, little bleh, sorry, uh, a little show called Die Gotta Defenders. What is the Daigata and what are they defending and or do we want to back up even further than that? Uh the nearest I can figure, the Daigata is some like magic bullshit, magic dice bullshit that people can throw and can do like literally conjure up literally anything they want. But I think they they have certain elements or certain properties. And they can combine their dice or their pokeballs um, or whatever their certain kind of air bending qualities, certain air bending qualities, certain earth bending qualities, certain creature qualities, and you can combine them with other Daigata defending dice to create new effects or give one of their creatures different powers or abilities or whatnot or give yourself hulkbuster armor which is what the villain of this episode basically does hey that has nothing to do with the uh the 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 dice he gets a whole bunch uh he enslaves a town and gets them to make him unobtainium armor but we'll get into that when, <laughs> so when we, we, get we put the uh, episode 
So, so uh, the episode we're reviewing this week of uh, Indagata Defenders is um, episode 31, uh, The Magnificent Two, which originally aired on October 7th of 2007. Yeah, just to give you the uh, the quick read-up on the episode, the Defenders, the good guys, seek to recover the Nova Stone, leaving Eric to train R Ryan, Rion, Ryan, while Seth and Melosa search. Kid Cole takes over a mine. That fucking name. Kid Cole, Kid Cole. takes it. He's the bad guy. I actually, Kid Cole is my favorite thing about this episode. Kid Cole takes <laughs> over a mine. To make a set of unbreakable armor and a new guardian, Dark Viper, one of Sa'i's... Dark Viper! <laughs> one of Sa'i's Sa mutant guardians and a twisted version of Anaconduit. <laughs> Love that name. So do I. My Anaconduit don't want none unless you got dice, hun. <laughs> Uh, every time I heard uh, him say, uh, Kid Cole say, uh, Dark Viper, it just made me think of Fried Ricer. <laughs> <laughs> fried Ricer! <laughs> fried Ricer! Anyone listening Dark to the... Viper! <laughs> Anyone listening to this um, that's actually, like, followed each episode, more likely you just watched uh, the Lasercomb podcast cover the episodes you've probably liked... But uh, one show we liked in particular was um, an anime Another Patreon pick. A uh, um, Patreon pick was um, Fighting Foodons. Fighting Foodons. Yeah. And uh, man, what an unexpected <laughs> treat. That, I think that and Manimal, honestly, are probably the two things that have stuck with me the most that we've, that we've covered on that this show. I had never watched or even heard of much before. Yeah, sorry, it was swatting at Predacons flying by. Um, yeah, Get out of here, Waspinator. You and uh, me. Dark Viper <laughs> is <laughs> Dark um, Viper <laughs> is a uh, guardian. So the the Pokemon that they summon are are those the guardians? Yes. So the guardians are the creatures, and the defenders are the people that harness these powers. The the, the defenders of Dinatron City. Yeah, and, and a conduit. Uh, Eric and Ryan, Ryan respond to a distress call. I just made call, a very obscure reference. Which, oh, I didn't even catch that. What was it? The that? Defenders of Dinatron City. It was a, um, it was supposed to be a TV show. It was a pilot that didn't get picked up, but Fox Kids still aired it, I think in like 92 or 93. And I actually remember watching it. Oh, shit. And, what was it uh, called? The Defenders of Dinatron City. And, uh, uh, to my delight, uh, I've talked about them before, but my favorite film critics, uh, Bibbs and Whitney, uh, on their show, uh, Cancelled Too Soon, where they review uh, mm. TV shows that lasted only one season or less. They actually reviewed The Defenders of Dinatron City once a few years ago. It made nice. me very happy. I'm like, wow, someone other than me actually remembers this shit. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Uh, so what's going on in The Magnificent 2? Brackus's help, Anna Conduit was once his guardian guardian yeah so the guardians are the creatures uh kid cole's defeated when dark viper returns to brackus the warlord's missing memories also return Ooh. so in the beginning of the episode uh kid cole shows up and basically his like cronies that he has with him like beat the shit out of this old man 
which I found really funny. And then this kid like shows up who is, I guess, one of the Daigata defenders because he has like one of these like magic dice. Y yeah. Uh, he shows up and he's like, uh, basically, I choose you, Pikachu, and throws a die at Kid Cole and Kid Cole catches it. And everyone's like, gasp. And he just like crushes it with his hand and is like, uh, listen here, boys, you work for me now. And if you don't uh, get back to work, uh, this is what I'm going to be doing to yous. Your entire town's all going to be crumbled in my bare hands. So yeah. now get, get back to work. Yep. And it's like, oh, but we just were working. But yeah, but now you're doing it for free and for me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I guess just one kid can take over a a town. I, I found Kid Cole really funny in this. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he's just some kid who's like an absolute like shit lord, basically. And, but yeah. then at the end of it, like he, he ends up becoming this like sniveling, like weakling like once his hulkbuster armor gets broken by the way he gets defeated by literally being fucking stabbed like having his shoulder impaled i'm like holy shit right <laughs> on on this children's television there's like straight up like a like a sharp object impaled. like stuck like through his shoulder yeah yeah, yeah. he gets impaled and i'm like wow <laughs> impalement's okay in cartoons nowadays yeah huh because it has a very kid-friendly, like, vibe, but, like... Also a hype theme song. Very of its time, but kind of I was going to say song. it's extremely, like, <laughs> mid-2000s. Yeah. Yeah, so what's what's the, the gist here? At the beginning, there's a Defender uh, training, like a younger kid. That's yeah, the, that, the, the, the that, plot that's going on there. That's the source of a lot of conflict in this episode, is, like, the, the kid who's being trained by the basically the older kid who is like uh you gotta do if you want to be a die gotta defender you gotta do blah blah and he's like well you're That's stupid just like your opinion man yeah no you're and stupid <laughs> that trope of like the eager young kid uh i mean we have another podcast too much energon and uh, we can only take we can only take cheetor's bullshit so so much <laughs> and uh yeah so uh this kid gives us he says some cheetor bullshit and he's like yeah. oh i don't need like more training oh geez i want to be a defender now and and that's kind of like the the least interesting part of the the plot um i could tell there's a lot of characters and a lot of lore on the show and like it, it has a very the planet like they have giant bugs and there's a part that feels like a deserty area and you know there's like a jungle-y area and i'm sure it's very interesting and involved but for somebody just like jumping into it i'm like man i don't i don't know what's going on there's a plot here but i for someone just jumping into it in my case at 38 years old uh i'm like um i've watched this twice by the way i'm like um uh i like the face paint and the character uh design big gulps huh cool well see you later well that's basically our <laughs> podcast <laughs> basically like oh what's this oh that's cool well bye <laughs> um, 
because there's like an evil bug guy spying at one point and i'm like is that guy bad <laughs> I, I guess so bad music was playing yeah so kid cole has like a bunch of people build um or mine for this ore like on titanium i guess and and the reason for this mining for dilithium crystals mining for dilithium crystals we find out that it's indestructible um to uh to their powers or whatever it's like vibranium oh okay yeah or or something right and he's like huh no and he's you know he's got this like armor on and he's like huh no nothing can stop me and spoilers they they do they just like knock a chunk of his armor off but it's so like scrappy and shitty looking and it doesn't even cover all of his face i'm like what are you doing making armor well, and they, it doesn't even cover all of your body? It doesn't cover all of his face. And then one of them is like, I, I, again, I've watched this twice and like, I still don't even know why, but one of them is like his shoulder. That's his weak point. And I'm like, but that's not why. Like his shoulder is fully armored. His face is half of his face is exposed. Like that's his weak point right there. Why is it his shoulder? I uh, at some way, halfway through, there's an anteater alien, Ooh, and he jumps out of the bushes and he attacks a couple of the characters, and we get to see the dice action in full come to to full play, and it looks like you can combine the different like symbols and dice to do different attacks or summon different creatures and or give those creatures different abilities right. and such. So here is one thing that I don't like about this show, uh, right out of the get-go. The Dark Viper stabbed the dude in the shoulder. No, that that was rad. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's um, the magic can seemingly do anything. We're not told the rules for how it operates. So it just kind of seems like... Like they can just like conjure like literally anything. That they need. And it has something to do with the rocks they throw, the dice they throw, and it has something to do with the symbols. Right. Maybe there are rules, like maybe they do have oh, limitations yeah, on the it, magic. There's definitely a game. You know, but like, maybe we should do journalism and find out what the dice game or the, the card game, whatever this is trying to sell, <laughs> how it actually works. <laughs> but we haven't. As far as I know, Siege hasn't, hasn't looked at it. No, I haven't. Um, but yeah, the, the, the at least at first glance and second glance for that matter because i've again i've watched this show twice now um magic dice it, it seems like the magic can conjure like whatever the person throwing the di- the die needs at any given moment and uh, we are sure that we're assured though in the beginning credits that it's not enough to just have the guardians and to have the dice you need to like practice and you need to be like pure of will and you need to like learn all of these things that's what that guy is like showing us so it's kind of like hey you can't just be gobbledygook with it you gotta you gotta uh it's not just like random like you're saying it is Um, i'm not saying it's random what i'm saying is that they can it seemingly does whatever they want they they it seems like they can just do whatever and I'm sure Whatever fans they need, of the whatever. show can like immediately recognize like super fans, like kids that have the toys and everything can probably recognize some of the combinations 
and go, aha, oh, this absolutely. is what that does. Yeah. But not us. It just seems like they go, go thing that I want. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and so that, that I don't like, I don't like, um, magic or I don't like superpowers, uh, that can basically do anything. That was the thing. And as much as I love Superman, that was the thing that was a problem with Superman comics for decades was like, writers would just be like oh superman's trying to solve this problem i'm just gonna write this like new like random power that he can do that is uh useful in this situ exact situation and it's like no it's too much power there needs too to be there needs power. to be rules <laughs> there needs to be rules there needs so to be so what happens is limitations there needs to be rules damn it so what happens is the defenders summon um lyo convoy uh, the big badass like um, uh, lion with his ears pierced, which I dig. Yeah, yeah <laughs> to fight uh, unobtainium armor. If I, I, we keep uh, we keep changing Hulk what Buster. the fuck his armor, his Hulkbuster armor. Kid Cole, damn it. Um, uh, adamantium. There, there we go. Ha ah, I got the Predacon finally. Finally. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, I didn't did actually eat the bug. Don't worry. Did it? Did it? Did <laughs> Or did I? Did it? <laughs> um, and the the lion slashes. I'm on his still chest. in a dream, snake eater. <laughs> do 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 do. Cue sensual, uh, solid snake, uh, changing music. Naked snake. Na sorry, naked snake. Um, emphasis on the naked <laughs> emphasis on the snake uh <laughs> the naked uh, snake. so the, the lion slashes fully exposed, <laughs> fully exposed snake uh <laughs> my solid snake can beat your liquid snake uh <clears throat> whatever that means uh so the lion i, I call my solid snake big boss <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Good oh. for him. <laughs> ah, brother. Um, Did you like my sunglasses? It's all I'm wearing, brother. Jeez. And so basically, Solidus shows up. We're like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, Palpatine at the end there. Palpatine is there. So what happens? He's clear. He's acting like like he's an ally of theirs, but like at the end we find out, and he looks like a bad guy. Well, he regains. And we find his, out at the end, and they don't trust him, and they're like, "Hmm." But we find out that he regains his memories, mm. or something like that in the in yeah. the write up. Something so like what that. ended up ended up happening with uh, Kid Cole and his like um, adamantium armor is the lion slashes at his chest, and he goes. Ah, and grasps his shoulder. Yeah. But the thing is, the slash across it, it doesn't go all the way through and like draw blood or anything, but it's clearly not indestructible if this lion can slash at him and give him pain. Right. And like you said, after he slashed on the chest and he goes, ah, and cl clutches his shoulder, the, the main defender dude is like, oh, sweet attack his shoulder for maximum damage yeah and like you said you, you you attack his weak point for massive damage that's his weak spot and like you said 
But why? I. But why though? Like, but why though? And then as he like resummons the lion, he reconstructs it into his like gauntlet and fires a bunch of like rockets at him. And then he summons Dark Viper and he summons Dark Viper and then Palpatine shows up. Palpatine shows and up and is like and he's like, remember, remember me. That's your Viper. feelings. You know it to be true you and a conduit. <laughs> And and the funny thing is, this kind of end sequence is the best bit of it, right? Because I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy does not look like a good guy. Yeah. But he's helping the good guys. So, And Dark Conduit is like, Dark Viper, remember! (laughs) It reminds me of, uh, again, um, a certain uh, Tankor vibe going on. Uh, we um, we've talked about this trope before on uh, our other podcast, Too Much Energon, but where it's like a character is afflicted with something, and it's that's like altering their mind and altering their behavior. Evil. And someone is just like, "You have to fight against it. Just remember who you are." And they go, "Ah, uh, 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 and just through hulking out alone, they're yeah. able to. I, I I don't know how long I can control this, but." and they start fighting the 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 bad guys what a fucking trope and indeed um (laughs) it starts fighting the bad guys goons and it turns on kid cole and they yell out go for his shoulder that's his weak spot and again i'm like that's why he's not missing armor there by the way listen it it looks just like his other armor that's why i was confused and i'm like why not the face because he's half of his face isn't covered yeah, it's like you could f- fucking blow this kid's brains out easily. But why the specifically why the the shoulder? And again, not not to criticize too heavy um uh our patrons like choice, uh but this is very like, hey kids, this is storytelling. Remember when we showed him clutch his shoulder? The good guys are so observant that they noticed that that's where some pain must have gone through so that's his weak spot but it it's condescending because it doesn't tell you why right like why and much like a a a kid's video game or a kid's show it just goes well everything has a weakness if you were to put on special goggles and scan for weaknesses that part would light up red like vats comes on and you're like ah interesting he does he's not wearing armor on this part of his body but it makes less sense in this and we're, we're, so we're going for historical accuracy and here we have a giant enemy crab and here's a giant enemy crab and dark viper goes dark viper and <laughs> slashes at his armor knocking the right shoulder pad yep. off showing the ripped cloth underneath and kid cold turns and he goes Oh no, my armor! And then uh, Palpatine does his whole "set your feelings, you know it to be true" bit with uh, Dark Viper slash Anna Conduit. And Dark and- Viper is like, "Oh, whatever you say," and fucking impales the. It straight up impales. Apparently, this kid's Dark Viper shoulder. only impales shoulders because it's the same place the good guy was impaled earlier. I- oh, wait, what? Two people were impaled in this episode. 
Again, folks, I've watched this twice. I watched it once. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that. Yeah, Good Guy was impaled at one point earlier. Um, If you go to, if you're watching the the YouTubes, uh, if you go to about 11.30, he's impaled through the shoulder. I I don't have it up in front of me. And it's like um, like paralyzing him or something. Yeah. And he's like, this is Dark Viper's power. <laughs> Get fucked. Well, there you guy. go. Then that's just uh, a, an element of the episode coming full circle. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, well. so two people are impaled. One was impaled in his left shoulder and one was impaled on his right shoulder. The, and then the, the, the bad Viper. Guy, the bad guy ordered uh, Dark Viper to impale one of the good guys. And then in the end, he... Got impaled by Dark Viper himself. By his own hubris. <laughs> by his own hubris. There we go. <laughs> hey, you you uh, play with Dark Viper, you get the shoulder stabbed. It, you play with Dark Viper, you're gonna you're gonna get and a conduit. And a conduited. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, bad guy goes, Ah, my only weakness, being stabbed in the shoulder by Dark Viper and he falls off a cliff or <laughs> Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets impaled, and then he fucking falls off of a cliff, and then you actually hear him hit the ground if you uh, listen. Ow. Thud. <laughs> I was I'll like, "Get you, die, got a defender." I was like, "This show is actually kind of brutal in some ways." Oh, and it doesn't like show him like limping away. As far as I know, he fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, he got impaled in the shoulder and fucking fell to his death. Two people impaled. <laughs> We got people falling to their death. We got Emperor Palpatine. We got Dark Viper. It has everything. <laughs> Including airbending. And uh, Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I choose you. Yeah. Throwing the magic die. Yeah. I'm confused about the um, the technology of this world because some of the technology seems very advanced, but, like, the architecture is very, like... Uh, at least like 300 years ago so it makes the like old meets new trope right like long ago there was a great civilization and the civilization fell because the village that they're training in is very magitech y mm. what i mean by that is like um there's floating stones with runes carved into them but then it and uh, the the buildings are made out of stone, right? But then they get on hover bikes. Two of the characters when they're going through the woods, they get on like sci-fi hover bikes. Yeah, so it's anyone, very much that tribal futurism. Anyone who's vibe. played a number of Final Fantasy games over the years uh, would be familiar with this concept. Yeah, the the future is the past kind of thing. But yeah, as far as the tech goes for the dice, the creatures that they're the guardians um they seem intelligent creatures right that you can like i don't think they're like pokemon like they're enslaved but it's insinuating (laughs) that dark viper (laughs) um is hey i'm saying it pokemon you capture them against their will they fight you trying not to be captured and then you force them to fight each other yeah not cool (laughs) um but yeah there seems to be some agreement at least going on here between the uh between, between the, the 
between Guardian, dog viper defenders guardians yes <laughs> uh guardians and their wielders their digatas their defenders <laughs> owners like, at one point like kid cole even says that he like bought and paid for uh dark viper yeah you can why. just buy these from the dark the the, the dark web like the, <laughs> the black market like where you could just you could just go to your local comic book store and buy these things and buys at a, at a at a corner store near you at a comic book shop near you yeah and uh at the very end they're like well we trust you emperor palpatine because you gave us some information and you talked dark viper uh and a conduit down. i think he's still i think he's still just senator palpatine at this point. oh is he senator palpatine at this point yeah yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> and um they're like well have some dice and he's like oh thank you since you're good now and as they walk away he goes <laughs> My machinations lay undetected. Unlimited power! Um, <laughs> um, the second time through and talking it out with you, it's I, I enjoyed it more. But when I first watched this, I was like, <sighs> kind of a big oof. And you you had just watched this. You've watched this twice. and uh, I'm still kind of big oofing. You it. barely know. <laughs> you, you can... <laughs> You're like, I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> People were stabbed twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still. It, it's funny that um, Dark Viper's only move seems to be uh, putting, um, what's it called? A barb? It has a detachable, like, barb. A stinger. A stinger uh, into shoulders. Very limited power set, but an effective one for sure. Also, uh, Anna Conduit goes from being Anna Conduit to Dark Viper. Whereas an anaconda and a viper are two different types of snakes. Yeah, one is a uh, a python, and uh, one is a well, a viper. Yeah, um, I just that... one is a constrictor that's not poisonous, and yeah. the other one is a, a like a bite and and uh, venom, a venomous snake. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And pythons aren't usually venomous. Good catch. Yeah, it was just something that like stuck out in my head. Not not the first time, but the second time I watched it, I'm like, oh wait, huh? Not only apparently like going from being good question mark to to bad. Well, everyone knows poison. also changes his species. Remember, the poison is a bad guy element, right? right. Like a uh, Team Rocket and Pokemon had Ekans and Coffee or Poison coffee? Ivy and coffee. Batman and Robin. Even says That's she's right. poison. It says she's poison. Poison's a bad guy trait. Everyone yeah. knows that. Good guys use like fire and ice and, and stuff like that. And bad guys use poison. <laughs> yeah, Somewhere Ellen... along the line in cartoons, people decided that like villains had poisonous <laughs> element. Oh, even if like I, I mentioned Final Fantasy a few minutes ago, even if you think about Final Fantasy, um, like typically like your characters use like elemental magic and like poison magic is like a, a is a is usually an enemy trait yeah i i never even thought of that before i think i think we might be of, onto something here a lot of the times on particularly on this uh podcast um the laser comb podcast we start to see the workings of a greater like media and the, the tropes and the the ideas behind them and yeah right now i just had the like 
like shower thought moment well wait a second bad guys use poison <laughs> hmm so when anna conduit uh and uh bad guys in spy movies when they get captured usually commit suicide by cyanide poisoning hmm whereas good guys just withstand the torture yeah and escape somehow they, yeah, they they mash the circle they mash button. the circle button so fast that your knuckles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've talked about we've already talked about Metal Gear at this point. We've talked about that freaking circle thing and how difficult it was for kids. And uh, I had to use way, a lighter as a teenager. Right, to just you had like, like a lighter technique to go back yeah, and forth. Just like my friends and I took turns. See, you did a smarter thing, and we used our knuckles. And if you drag four knuckles across it, you're pressing it four times with each like stroke, right? So we go and like, by the way, it works really well. But um, yeah, we had Metal Gear Solid torture, like calluses in the middle, like knuckles. And then we like pass it to the next kid on the next part and your knuckles heat up as we're like doing it. And it's like, haha, we did it. I, I replayed through uh, MGS one. Uh, uh, I, I don't know, maybe like two or three years ago now. At this point, um, and I got to that point, and I tried to do the lighter trick again, and like, I still failed. So immediately, I was it's just so like, "So fucking hard, I, man!" So just immediately, I was like, "I was like, I'm in my 30s now. Like, I don't have the patience for this. I'm just submitting." Fuck Meryl, she can die. I'll get the stealth camo from Otacon out of it. I don't care. <laughs> How dare you? I thought you were going to say, I'm, I, fuck it, I'm doing Cal's technique. <laughs> or I thought you were going to say, fuck it, I'm using like a third party controller and you press the turbo button and you just hold <laughs> circle. Actually, if you remember correctly, uh, uh, Revolver Ocelot is like, don't even think of using autofire or I'll know. Oh shit, does he? I don't know. I've never actually tested that. And now I kind of want to. Hmm. Someone on Reddit absolutely has put this to the test and posted about Got it. To, it's, it's a Reddit Google search away, surely. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, that so was what, Daigata Defenders. So what's kind of interesting about this show that I just discovered before we started, right before we started recording, was that this show was a Teletoon original. So this is a super Canadian production. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that either until we started uh, Googling some info, some some journalism about the, right. the show. Teletoon OG. Um, anybody listening who is like, I, I doubt that you wouldn't know what it is, but just in case you don't. Well, if you're um, not Canadian, uh, you probably yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah. We have lots um, of uh, American listeners. It is. In fact, a, it's most of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is a, uh, like a cartoon uh, channel, a network uh, that's launched in October 17th, 1997. Mm-hmm. And it was originally owned by a consortium made up of various other 1990s Canadian specialty services and producer. I remember when Teletoon first launched, actually, it was, uh, it launched 
So prior to this in Canada, we had like, I think it was like 25 channels or something like that, or at least in like where, where I lived in like right. Nanaimo, British Columbia, Western Canada, we had like 25 or 26 channels, something like that. It, it like was less than cable channels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was less than 30 channels. And that was with having cable, uh, over the air stuff was like, you had like three. Yeah. Uh, so at this point in uh, 1997, they, there was this big like push where they launched, I think like another like 20 or 25 channels. But yeah. It included, you said a bunch came out all at once. Yeah. It was all at once on the same day. Uh, it, so you got things like Teletoon, you got uh showcase, you got, which that was a, there's a lot I can say about Showcase, watching yeah. Showcase in the late 90s as a kid, as a adolescent, young adolescent. <laughs> they showed a lot of, uh, they showed a lot of uh, 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 foreign films with lots of nudity. Oh, yeah. Late at night. And, what uh, a joy. What a joy. What a, what a joy when you're a 13 year old boy. Um, I think um, Space was Space. space. One yep. of them? Yep. Space was one of them. Uh, I. I don't even remember remember going we're trying to pull all these from our head yeah but yeah Uh, the uh, a slew of new new channels it it was very like i i would have been uh 12 years old at the time it was very exciting yeah as someone who like really liked uh television and movies hell yeah wonder if i can find find what that like telecommunications like what all of them were called eh, anyways yeah teletoon was one of them yeah yeah uh, i just found out now that uh ytv owned 26.7 percent of um teletoon so interesting cool. yeah but and like it, it it's not exactly um like teletoon didn't exactly compete with ytv necessarily because ytv was like a it, it, it's a Canadian channel, still going. It's a Canadian channel that's uh, whose programming was dedicated to children of varying ages. Uh, but uh, Teletoon was, at least in the beginning anyway, I don't know if it still is at this point, was dedicated entirely to animated programming. Yeah. And not just for children. Yeah. In fact, yeah. there there was a programming block called Teletoon at Night that focused more on... Uh, uh, adult animation, things like Duckman and whatnot. Fucking Duckman, <laughs> a spicy city. Remember that shit? No, I n- I never actually watched Duckman. I just saw commercials for it. My brother uh, loved Duckman. Uh, part of Teletoon at Night was also Captain Star, which is a show that I am super nostalgic for. Fuck, that I like for- right. That very few people have even heard of. Like even people our age, when I bring up Captain Star, they're like, oh, I don't know. Which was Hell it was yeah. this it was this great like the humor's uh, not for everyone, but once they see it, they go, Oh, I think the head was Teletoon at night. Uh yes. And uh I think they showed the Max, which the was Max. uh and an I MTV just... show. They showed the the HBO Spawn series, which we should really cover on this podcast at some the point. The Max was Teletoon at night? Yeah. No, yeah. maybe I'm thinking of MTV where the head was. Yeah. But definitely the Max. Yeah, we should uh we should cover the HBO Spawn cartoon yeah. at some point. 
I, I wanted to last year and uh, it didn't end up happening, but I wanted to last year do a uh, like a monthly like block of just cartoons based on image comics properties for the because last year, 2022 was the 30th anniversary of the launch of image comics. I still want to do that that block at some point. So like Spawn, the Max, uh, Wildcats. Hell yeah. And uh, uh, I, I know there were... Oh, Savage Dragon. There we go. Savage Dragon. Yeah. I, the only one I don't know from that is Savage Dragon. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't a great cartoon, but it... And it was kind of weird because, like, the, the Savage Dragon comic is, like, super R-rated. But, like, the, the cartoon was, like, very much like an ABC, like, Saturday morning, like, kids, like, cartoon. So it didn't last very long. So Teletoon at Night launched in September 2002 as the Detour on Teletoon. The block is an am 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 amalgamation of it and Teletoon Unleashed, an adult programming block. Mm. Uh, September 2009, the block was relaunched <clears throat> under its current name with an overhaul of its appearance. And in March 2019, with the pending launch of the Adult Swim channel, it was announced that the block Teletoon at Night would be discontinued. Boo! How dare. Downvote. <laughs> <laughs> Angry How face How do I downvote Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing Teletoon used to do in the, uh, the, the late 90s, uh, specifically in like 98, 99, was they would... Uh, they would have anime weekends where they would show uh, blocks of like, uh, I think on like Friday and Saturday night, they would show back to back anime films. And uh, that was actually kind of how I discovered anime and like started getting into it. That's how I discovered uh, Ghost in the Shell. That's how I discovered uh, Ninja Scroll, uh, Pat Labor. Um, uh, Princess Mononoke and like just okay. uh, just older uh, like classic like anime films like that. I missed that. I I didn't get into anime from that. I didn't get in, into uh, anime until I just randomly. This is this is weird. I didn't get into it from TV show or a friend lending me something. I got into it from randomly buying cheap ass DVDs from blockbuster right like in the used like on sale like bin yeah you talked about this on the uh the second episode of our patreon exclusive show the super laser comb patreon super show yeah and um th th that's a weird intro into it but i was just like oh this looks like this looks rad oh 4.99 oh cool uh volume two episodes five through eight <laughs> Because that, that was that was some anime on DVD bullshit in the 2000s right there. And right? I know I've talked about it before. I talked about it with um, when we covered uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. How expensive getting volumes of that? And like, yeah, they, they wouldn't release like an entire season on DVD. They would release for like, you know, like 60 bucks. They would release like one DVD, a volume one that would have like four up the first would have like blocks of four episodes on them for like 30 bucks each yeah that 
wild that, that that was watching anime in the 2000s people so let's just say daigata defenders is a is a treat uh from a different time that we didn't get to enjoy <laughs> animated <laughs> well we got reboot and and beast yeah, wars yeah. and yeah so we got different stuff also but another I, thing uh, uh well I'll, I'll talk about this afterward um Okay. Cal, uh, you just caught a random episode of Daigata Defenders. Um, tuning in next week? Hmm. Uh, we, uh... Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a great... Uh, always, always a great way to start things off. Here's the thing. It gives me, like, uh, Airbender vibes. Gives me like a little kind of Pokemon vibes. It, it gives me, it has all of the recipe ingredients for a good cartoon. But those ingredients are from animated TV shows that I would rather go and watch myself. Like if I wanted to watch people fighting Pokemon, I would go and like watch Pokemon. If I wanted to watch kind of like, like ancient kind of like magical like fights, I would go and watch Avatar. Right. Um, and you can tell it's on writing the, the coattails of those. And I'm, the thing is, a lot of it seems intriguing. Like we, you and I really liked like reviewing it, like the bad guys, the good guy, and impalement happening on it. Uh, but... Dark Viper! Dark, dark Viper, like there's a lot to the, oh, aim for his shoulder for massive damage. That's his weak spot. Like there's a lot of fun in it, but I don't think I would tune in next week if I randomly caught it because there's just not like, there's just not something that's really making me go, oh yeah, what is this show? Right. Right. Um. So... No, I, 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 it, it, what I'm not saying that's bad. What we watched is bad. I just, it's missing something, some special sauce, and I can't tune in next week, unfortunately. Uh, to use a pro wrestling term, which uh, Game Sprite Mode will appreciate because I know they, they like pro wrestling. Uh, this show just doesn't have the it factor to be a main eventer. The it factor. That's the species. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, not no. a main main event contender, huh? No, I yeah, I unfortunately I wouldn't tune in next week either, uh, just because I found this show quite forgettable. Well, you watched it twice, and you were like, "What do you mean someone got stabbed?" And right? I was like, "What are you talking about, man? <laughs> the good guy got stabbed, remember?" Uh, and then because it's been a week since I watched it, I was like, "Oh shit, am I not remembering?" Oh I, no, yeah, he did. <laughs> I and yeah, I. I, I had a hard time, like, maintaining my attention, keeping my attention on it, even while I was watching it both times. One of the things that I will criticize it on that I'm sure is fine when you've been watching it from the beginning is the character, the, the A, B, and C plots going on. I don't, like, why are they fighting an ant, an anteater man? Like, why are they Pokemon battling an anteater man in the woods? That part's cool, but I don't, like, it. it I don't I don't know what's going going on or why I should care, right? Also, so, who are these two? And and yeah, who are those two? And why aren't we following these much better looking, less annoying characters than <laughs> And I, I feel like there could be a um 
kind of a knee-jerk reaction to like when we have criticisms like this about a show to be like well it's just because like you haven't watched like been watching along but it's like we can watch like a random episode of manimal and be like who who is knight who is this guy dressed as a knight oh well that's funny <laughs> and and that's the thing right it's like oh well you haven't watched since the beginning and uh, that's the point of the yeah the podcast like they're there's lots of shit we watched like episode like 115 of where we're like, oh, this is rad. And we're still able to just like actually like jump in and kind of figure things out as we're watching along. And there's something to be said, like maybe the more episodic a TV show is. I don't know, though, because we um, what was it? Uh, um, 12 Monkeys, the 12 Monkeys TV show. Uh, neither we we were like deep in that that series and that series is hyper serialized and we still managed to like piece to, piece pretty much everything together that's true and that was super serialized that, yeah that's good point we were like oh okay so oh they captured her because oh and yeah. there's, there, there's two timelines going on and we're like viewing these like care following these characters like on two different timelines and and to 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 back up our our criticisms in that this is a cartoon for kids who arguably have a shorter attention span yeah you need to grab them with each episode yeah and that's why we do the our rating would you tune in next week and you want to get kids watching and you want to sell toys or cards or whatever it is you're selling right and this one's not not selling me on it. And if your argument is, oh, well, you need to watch it from the beginning to appreciate it. Um, then that's, then that's not really a kid's show. Right? Like a kid needs to be able to tune in into episode 32 and go, holy cow. Like, tell, tell me that's not the case with Pokemon. You show you show like an eight year old any episode of Pokemon and they've never seen or heard of Pokemon before, they are in. They're right. like, "Holy shit, this is my favorite show!" Uh, reboot, Beast Wars, Beast War. What? Y yes, <laughs> with Beast, <laughs> with maybe with Be Beast Wars, depending on if um, you know, you got drumming uh, Predacons and. You're going on a maximal hunt. There's some notoriously terrible. There are some bad episodes of that show, yes. but the action. There's some bad the episodes. Graphics. Of, there's some bad episodes of literally every show, though. To be fair, including reboot. But kids also have a. Um, this is we're aware that we're fucking adults, and well, we should be. Uh, <laughs> there were adults in our fucking thirties. There we go. Yeah, not That's even young adults say. at this point. And um, what grabs a kid is not the same as what grabs an adult. Right. So what we're saying is get on Manimal's level. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a Daigata Defender toys, anyone listening to this, um, I'm guessing they're the dice. I'm, I'm going in. I, I think it would be cool. And this is actually... Okay, so I think it would be cool if, like, the the, di the dice themselves actually transformed into the creatures. Uh, right. That is a product that exists now, and um, 
I'm thinking of actually like picking a couple of them up, but there are these like they're from Hasbro. They're uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, D20s that transform into certain types of creatures like this, like owls. Yeah, yeah, they exist. They're new, but they exist Um, like like a D20 that turns into this like owl type thing. An owl bear or something. Yeah, yeah. One that turns into a beholder. And there's I, I think I think there's four of them. Okay, so it's a game with dice, one figure, one... What am I looking at here? Uh, It comes with a little figurine, one base computer de points, five five dice and five cards. I'm trying to figure out how to play this game here, folks. Okay, so there are cards. Yeah, I, I was right on all fronts. It's dice. It's toys and it's cards. <laughs> and uh, there's a like a a stage that you like open up and like play on, like a board or am I wrong? Oh, like a, I guess like you don't need set. I guess you don't necessarily need the, the playset. Yeah, it's just like with um D and D, like there are elaborate like um like game boards and like that you can that you can buy, like if you're that invested, but you don't actually need them to play the game. You don't need the miniatures. You don't have to actually put eight <clears throat> orc miniatures on the the table and play <laughs> play with right. them. But yeah, it comes with. It looks like the packs come with uh, cards and a creature, and then the bigger packs come with like cards, a creature, and then like the play thingy. Uh, oh. not to insult the, the, the toys or whatever, but they kind of look like happy meal versions of transformers. If, <laughs> um, which are things that it have existed in the past. They, they look, uh, they looking real cheap <laughs> here, folks, real like, dollar, like dollar store dollar store toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're not looking, uh, looking too hot here but uh maybe there's different quality of them no no they come with huh yeah it's not looking uh, it's not looking too uh too appealing i kind of felt like that was the case but um i don't know what i was expecting (laughs) to be fair we neither of us were uh eight years old in 2007 so and that's the thing um Maybe I'm being an elitist scum because what did I just say earlier? Sell me cards, sell me toys, or sell me dice. Don't sell me all three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, maybe maybe kids liked liked all three. Yeah, me and my cousin Louie here, we 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 just we just found out about this new word called synergy. Am I right? <laughs> So and we what you do we, we we take the fucking cards and we take the fucking dice and we take the fucking toys and we put them all together and we got perfect synergy right there. That Poifix. that's that's what we're offering you at a real low price. Yeah, how could you <laughs> how could you go wrong? Right. Um so yeah, that was uh Daigata Defenders and uh yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is, uh, because this is a game sprite 
modes yeah. pick, uh, is they were very nice enough to send me a Christmas card in the mail. And With they their... sent someone else a Christmas card. They, they sent you a Christmas card, which I have uh, unopened. Excellent. Still <laughs> on oh. my desk. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they sent us Christmas cards and, um, let's, let's see that. That looks, I will hold it up again. Uh, okay, and it so, had, it's, it's game sprite modes, artwork as a matter yeah. of fact, it's uh, reboot fan art with uh Bob and dot underneath mistletoe. That's great. That's, yeah, that's really, amazing. It's really cute. And there's a, a personalized message on the inside, which I'm not I'm not going to show on camera. Yeah, it's but, private. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, thank you. Um, thanks for... Oh, and yes, thank you. Also, inside the card was a, um, uh, a sticker of a picture of Tommy Wiseau with a uh, Santa hat on his head saying, Oh, hi, Santa. Oh, hi, Santa. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> oh man the meme that keeps on giving right um so yeah thank you thank you for those cards thank you for daigata defenders um and uh thank you for uh thank you for being a an uh, an enjoyer of reboot uh in fact thank you for being a friend in fact somebody has a certain um YouTube review, or rather, uh, what is it? It's kind of like a, uh, like a, almost like a long form discussion on some of the mechanical aspects. Yeah, they're like uh, video essays on how uh, video game, essays on how games in game cubes in uh, the show reboot function. Uh, I yeah. believe I believe I, I there's three videos if I remember correctly, and I believe they're called uh, GameCube Theory. Uh, go and check oh, them out. Oh, GameCube theory. Yeah. Uh, I'll put a I'll put a link to them in the uh, description for this episode. Yeah, and they um, they uh, yeah they they discuss the mechanics and the the what, where, why's, and how. Um, in w one thing I like about them is because I've I've checked them out is the you have to go in knowing that it is its own world. <laughs> it's not. Right really the, the uh things have human computer names but it, it's not the literal what we consider computers right and um if you you take it seriously from that context uh, the breakdown is really really interesting yeah which is one of the reasons why i've uh, gone on record before saying i i don't think like a, a reboot of reboot would actually work like a, a faithful the like, world or, or like a faithful uh continuation of um reboot would actually work nowadays because like computer computer technology and our uh the general population's understanding of computer technology is so dramatically different like you would have to completely like turn the concept on its head and then mm -hmm. at that point it's like is it is it even reboot anymore no probably not Mm -hmm. And you're always going to go hash. You're always going to encounter two people, the hashtag, not my reboot. This is yep. garbage. Or why wasn't this just made something into something new? Yeah. 
like it's either a, a, an unfaithful adaptation of something old that you loved that you now hate, or it's so different that you have the people that are like, why, why wasn't just something new made with this instead of tying it to like that new Velma show, <laughs> which I still yeah, haven't why seen. Why not just but... make a different show? Yeah. For, but by all accounts, it bears no resemblance to the to anything relating to Scooby Doo, and yet, so it's like, why? I think why? you and I talked about it and like looked into it. And it's like Scooby Doo isn't even on the show. He's not on the show. Like the characters' uh, personalities are completely different. So it's like, why? Yeah, why we don't just, even care about. Um, why not just like make the, a new the show? race or gender swaps or? Oh no! Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, about go nuts that. for that, yeah. But it's like, there are they in college or high school? I don't know. Maybe we'll watch the <laughs> when that when it burns it, when it <laughs> inevitably gets canceled. <laughs> I have a feeling there won't be a season two. So do I, because <laughs> it's uh, it's not getting a a good response from either fans or critics. So I have a feeling that show is uh, not long for the world. So journalistic hunch. (laughs) When that show gets canceled, inevitably, uh, maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Speak. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Scooby Doo, uh, on the next episode of the Lasercomb podcast, uh, we're going to be doing another Patreon pick from our boy Cone Killer Confusor. And the show that he pitched to us was a little sh- series called Scooby-Doo Mysteries Incorporated. Uh, which That's right, yeah. It's a total of 52 episodes and ran from 2010 to 2013. Mysteries Inc. Uh, so I'm going to go to the random number generator. And once again, not hitting screen share because that makes... Doesn't work anymore. (laughs) It's been making Zoom crash for whatever reason, so I'm not even going to bother now. So one random number is between 1 and 52, and here we go. Where it stops, uh, uh, no one knows. 14. Now we know. Uh, Episode 14 is Season 1 Episode... Mystery Solvers Club State Finals. The gang is forced to forfeit their place in the Mystery Solvers Club State Finals. Rolls off the tongue. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. Mystery Uh, Solvers Club State Finals due to Scooby's illness. However, Scooby suddenly makes a recovery and the gang attends the convention. All the human mystery solvers are taken hostage by Lord Infernicus. Well, Is Scooby... this just an episode of Transformers? <laughs> well, Lord Sco- Infernicus. Oh, it gets better. While Scooby, Jabberjaw, Speed Buggy, Captain Caveman, and Jay Wellington Muddlemore try to stop him. What the hell are we watching? <laughs> huh. Mysteries Incorporated. though. Mysteries Was This is the one with the real monsters and the real goat, like... It wasn't just always like the actual villain is human is humanity. <laughs> like I think there were like real zombies and real like monsters. Yeah, that that was the thing right? with the OG uh, Scooby Doo, from what I've heard. I don't know. I 
I've never yeah. really watched Scooby Doo. I was never a fan. The um, real monster, but it but it was always it was always a prank, like someone like getting up to some, someone with like a sheet over them or something like that, or an elaborate like scheme or a mask or making um, sounds or um, images with like mirror tricks and right. And they always had some capitalist uh, like agenda. Right. Like they're trying to scare people, buyers from it because like um, because they want to company tear down the house and like build like a parking lot there and build a parking lot or something. And it belonged uh, to their great, great grandfather or whatever. Um, Right. I like the deep dive that says Scooby Doo is about a whole bunch of draft dodging teens. And during Vietnam War. and the the enemy is always like the man and capitalism because humans and like capitalism and like power is more scary and and corruption is scarier than any like real like make-believe like thing and i'm like i like that i'm gonna take that (laughs) as my head cannon well until like real demons and monsters and shit show up then which maybe they will next week. And on that note, that has been episode 57 of the Lasercomb podcast. If you want to support the show and pick an episode of a random uh, uh, of a TV show for us to review a random episode of, much like Game Sprite Mode did, uh, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where at the single $5 Gary tier, you get to do that. And also... Uh, get hours upon hours of archival content like preamble audio, commentary tracks, uh, new segments, and our brand new Patreon-exclusive podcast, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show. So if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at lasercomb, spelled the same way. Cal, you are at? I am at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L on Twitter and the TikToks. As I mentioned, we will be back next week with uh, the aforementioned episode of Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. And until then, I've been The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. Thanks for listening. We will, uh, in I gotta defend her, honey you next week (laughs) speaking of rolling off the tongue (laughs) rolls right off the tongue every time (laughs) bye bye bye
It's all right. 